us having fun. Whoa, what's that beam of light? Hey, young Andrew Lens. It's me, Andrew Lens from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... PSAP Radio Network! The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to That's Odd. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend. I am joined by uh, the master of uh, of sound and harmony, and that is Mr. Christopher Chavez. You should have had the five seconds in the in between the the intro there, and then everybody would have been like looking at their 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 car radios <laughs> or their phones, going, "What the heck? <laughs> Did it just stop?" Yeah. A little behind the scenes for the people. I am. Uh, currently working, I got a new microphone. Not the, that's a very big humble brag. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're trying to figure it out. It's the first time I've used it. This could go well, or this may be stunningly awful. We'll find out. We'll <laughs> next see. Time. We'll find out next time on That's Odd. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> that's the episode. Bye. <laughs> he got a new mic. That's the episode. Bye. Yeah. I just wanted to brag about it. This is what this episode's about. <laughs> it's just a giant brag, brag fest. <laughs> yes. And it's not even like the top brand mic, but it's definitely an upgrade over the one I had before. So here's hope and fingers crossed for uh, better sounding me, you know, for better or for worse. My English obviously is not any better, as if, you could tell. If you like, say, imagine like we get your your audio track and you sound like somebody else, like a celebrity. Who would you want it to be? Like, what if that oh, mic made you question. sound like somebody else? Uh, Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> But she has your accent, and obviously she's yeah. saying what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. What if what if I said like this, like how I sound now to you, but when you get the recording, I sound like this. <laughs> you're like Batman. Yeah, you're, Batman. You're, what's his name? Christian Bale's Batman. <laughs> yeah. Where is she? Swear to me. <laughs> oh god, it's great. All right, so uh, this is a kind of a test run for that's odd. So bear that in mind, and uh, if it doesn't go well, we'll blame somebody else. That's not us. Obviously. It's not our fault. We'll never take blame for anything. E- I e- promise you that now. Even if the sound quality is amazing, if the story sucks or it's just not a good episode, it's definitely going to be the Mike's fault. Yes. Yeah. It's so. Mike's fault all the way. And we don't uh, like even Mike. People, no, we've never liked Mike. A uh, lot of people did. They wanted to oh, be yeah. like Mike. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and if I'm being honest, uh, I kind of started doing the sticking my tongue out thing because Michael, because Mike did it too. But oh, I was know, doing I've, it because every like every time I ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I'd get like the jelly all squirting down the sides of my face. So I'm just walking around trying to lick up the the residue jelly. How messy were your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? <laughs> Wait, you didn't you didn't put so much jelly in that when you took a bite, it squirted out? 
Now, I'm a man who who definitely loved his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but I do not recall that ever being an issue for me. <laughs> I made and I sure jelly. <laughs> I made sure it was like real th- like a layer, a thick layer of peanut butter and a thick layer of jelly. Like it would look like like uh, a hamburger, you know what I mean? Like the the way the yeah. the, the the meat spreads the buns. Well, that's how much uh, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> this show's going off the rails. That's how I describe my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, meat spreading the buns, man. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Told you it's the Mike's fault. It is. It is. Uh, but yeah, it. I think you know what this is. Uh, this is very odd uh, for me to say this. I don't know if you. Maybe this is a southern thing. But when I or when my mom, because I, I just follow after what she did, when she would make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, she would actually actively steer the peanut butter and jelly together, and oh, then really? put it on the bread. Yeah, I've never done that. I just did yeah. jelly on one side, peanut butter on the other. Smack them together. And to this day, that's still how I do it. Like that's just, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Look at that! Learn let's something new every poll. day. Let's, all right, we're putting a poll out there. How do you make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I think we should put out a, a, a that's odd recipe book, and it's stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's a full disclosure. Uh, when I was very active in my church, they wanted to put out a, a recipe book. This is a true story, <laughs> and they wanted everybody to put a recipe in there. I famously cannot cook anything, so I put in what I thought was the best thing I could put in, which was a recipe to make Kool Aid. <laughs> in which, <laughs> in which the very last step was poured out and, and it just buy you a drink because I famously again uh, tried to make Kool Aid one time and it did not turn out. <laughs> That's how bad I am. That's I literally amazing. cannot make Kool Aid. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh God, that is odd. That is very odd. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep, over now. <laughs> This is like the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. We're just going to have so many false finishes. <laughs> you, you remember the end of that movie? Literally, uh, when I went and saw that film in the theater, that's how old I am. I, I saw that movie in the theater. Uh, it has the ending. It sort of ends like three or four times in a way. And the audience got up every time because this was before <laughs> we were accustomed to wait until after the credits for like Marvel hadn't really arrived yet. Yeah. You know? So we weren't accustomed to waiting past credits for anything. So anytime the screen faded out, the crowd would get up because it would fade out for like a second or two before it come right back. Yeah, it was really funny. They did it at least twice. <laughs> That's amazing. And then by the third time, they were very uneasy until the credits started popping up. <laughs> People are like hovering just slightly yeah. above their seat, whether to stand up or sit down. Yeah. No, the reason I didn't join them in getting up was because I really liked the music. So I was just listening to the <laughs> wait for the music to hit. When I was younger, I used to just wait till everybody was leaving. Like I was like, I'm not trying to get all you know bunched up with everybody. I'll just wait for everybody to move. Right. Yeah. Same. I, I just don't like crowds in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so I'd rather just let the crowd kind of go through. I, I mean, I'm the same way. Like if I'm at a big dinner, of course this is pre-COVID, but if I'm at a big dinner and there's a lot of people there, I usually kind of let people go through the line first, you know, and then. Then I'll get up afterwards. Yeah, I just don't like dealing with lines. I just hate them. I agree. I agree. Um, so there's your there's your show, folks. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Next time. Bye. Uh, next time on that's odd. We'll talk about something else that's nothing to do with this show. Uh, <laughs> but Chris, we actually have a great topic today. We for do. That's odd, and that of course is we mentioned this on the previous episode of History Creeps, and it's a certain little documentary that you and I. 
have both watched and both really, really liked. And that, of course, is called McMillions. McMillions. I have a story for you. This story has got everything. Revenge. Drugs. Greed. Ronald McDonald. Somebody went to the FBI and said, guess what's happening? The McDonald's Monopoly game was fixed. The Bureau thought it was just some BS story. Fast food fraud was not making any list of priorities. Are you kidding me? This is what makes my fun meter go. McDonald's Monopoly game gave millions of people a chance to win. But from 1989 to 2001, there were almost no legitimate million-dollar winners. The FBI told us the game pieces are being stolen. McDonald's was shocked. Conversations on the wiretap were coming in. I'm hearing the name Uncle Jerry thrown around on the phone. We started focusing more on trying to figure out who he was. He's a freaking gangster. Uncle Jerry was getting the tickets and selling them to other people. This is a million-dollar winning ticket, and he's got it in a Ziploc sandwich bag that's not even zipped. Somebody offers you a million dollars, you're going to take it. <laughs> Unless you got to kill somebody, then you might not, you know, you might not be interested. But... We had eight original individuals, which turned into 53. The vast majority of these winners, they're good people. One of my biggest regrets has been involved in this McDonald's thing. Yeah. I just wanted a better life, and I feel like this couldn't come to me if it wasn't meant for me. I've lost everything. This thing wrecked so many people's lives. How much bigger can this get? And it would get bigger. How much further back could it go? And it would go back further. But things go wrong. They always do. You can get away with something over and over and over. You only got to be caught once. I think it was called McMillian Dollar Sign. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> it's, called, it's, it's stylized with that dollar symbol yeah. for the S. <laughs> yeah. It's like a rapper, you know, where they're always putting little symbols in their names. McMillian uh, Dollar. It's on HBO Max, and I believe it's also on Hulu, I think. Oh, I nice. could be wrong on that. But it's definitely on HBO Max. Uh, it's a docu series, so there's like six. I think there's six episodes. Am I right? Somewhere mm, around in there. Yep. And it's basically just to give you a gist of it. It chronicles the story of the. Um, I think we all remember it. McDonald's still does it to this day. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, this was huge when McDonald McDonald's brought out the Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be when you would go to McDonald's. And on their uh, fries or on their Big Macs or whatever it was you ordered, there'd be little play pieces that you could pull off and see what you got. And some of them would be instant winners, but other other ones would be, of course, the classic Monopoly board pieces, like your boardwalks and your uh, and your park places and, and such like that. And you could win prizes of all sorts and, and, and things. And yeah, you're right. Money. Money was the big one. That's the yeah. one everything went. Everybody needed that boardwalk piece to get that million dollars. Uh, but you could get a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Was there a five hundred thousand? There's all kinds of different things. I remember because I was a kid uh, when this really started. I was wanting stuff like uh, you know the they would have like video game stuff on there, mm-hmm. like systems or TVs and stuff like that's what that's what Johnny wants right there. There you go, there you go. And there's uh, your show, yeah. folks. 
Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, but yeah, I remember. I, I remember the fun part is trying to collect all of them, and and like I said, you know, you always had your get your your board, or it was just that piece of paper. You could get it from McDonald's, or you got it in your newspaper, your Sunday paper. Um, and if you got it in the Sunday paper, remember it came with two two pieces immediately that you could win something off of. Yes. Um, yeah. and it was almost always. I, I don't know why, but it felt like when the paper, it almost felt like you were always getting food. It was like the the French fries or a free breakfast sandwich. Yeah, there's there's definitely food, and that's usually what I would win. And I, and I, I, you know, let's be fair, I wasn't mad about it. I could go back up there and get me some good old McDonald's fries or a, a new ice cream cone. I was totally cool with that. Yeah, they. So but, I'm I'm looking real quick here at at the the, uh, the kind of history of it, and they were saying that historically the grand prize was a million when you got Boardwalk and Park Place, but in 2006 and 2007 the game's top prize was five million uh, oh, if you got inflation. all four railroads. Oh, there you go, dude. There you go. Could you imagine dropping getting five million off of a McDonald's game? No, not at all. It's pretty easy uh, if you know how to get the pieces. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> or if you have an insight on where the pieces are even made. Uh, wink, wink. There you go. Uh, but before we get into that, Chris, real quick, the game of Monopoly itself, uh, we all we all know of it. We all are are aware of it. Have you actually ever? play monopoly and if you have have you played by the actual rules yes and i believe i played by the actual rules i don't know that i didn't um it's it was one of those games when i was younger at first i thought it was cool because it had to do with money and like you could like you know lay all your 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 different denominations out in front of you and it was it was just kind of a fun thing but then you got to be one of these games where it could be an eight-hour game yes see that's i can't do this that's where I think a lot of people don't realize that they're not really playing by the rules. Really, uh, if you play if you play Monopoly by the strict rules that it comes with, uh, I'm not saying the games can't be long, but they will end under two hours easily. Really? Uh, yes, because you're forced to do stuff. Um, like if you land on a, let's just say you land on a space and you don't want to buy it, it automatically goes up for auction and it gets, and somebody's going to get it one way or the other. Uh, stuff like that, and people don't do that. And a lot, another thing people will do, they'll put like uh, money on. You know, they'll have their own little house rules, mm-hmm. uh, and that would just prolongs the game. Like, uh, hey, if you lend on uh, free parking, you're gonna get all the money in the pot here. That type of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember doing that. Wait, that yeah. wasn't a part of the real rules, so that's a house rules thing, right? I think yeah. I grew up playing it that way. That's crazy. Yeah, free parking is literally just a free space. Nothing happens. Oh man, really? Next time yes. I play against Aaron, I'm going to be like, sorry, you're not getting that money. And she's going to be fighting me. Excuse me? Yeah. So, uh, it's not the rules. <laughs> uh, so I'm almost afraid to bring up this joke because of the person who made the joke is no longer someone that's held in higher standard in comedy. <laughs> uh, but this person, cough, cough, Louis CK, had a joke. <laughs> had a joke. This is back when I didn't know this stuff. So I was allowed to enjoy him. <laughs> right. And he- that sounded weird, but okay. Yeah, it did. Um, but, uh, I enjoyed him right in front of himself. <laughs> I was going to say he wasn't enjoying himself. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he had this joke about Monopoly and how actually, if you play this game with your kids, it's so beyond cutthroat because <laughs> like, you'll just ruin one of your kids. Like you'll just take everything away from them. <laughs> and then you're going to use all that stuff. You just took from one child and use all that against the other child. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and just destroy them. And it's true. Cause that's how Monopoly is played. But not McDonald's Monopoly. That's no. a whole different ball game, Chris. Heck yeah, that one. Uh, at least you have a chance. To, everyone has a chance to win. 
Wink, yeah. wink. Well, wink. Uh, uh, side note, the actual game of Monopoly uh, was kind of stolen <laughs> by Parker Brothers. Just, uh, <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, this poor... Uh, this. I don't remember the whole details, but it's definitely something we can bring up for That's Odd one time because it's very kind of fascinating. Yeah, but, we'll do that. But basically, the people who invented it kind of got screwed out of the thing. Sort of like, you know, the inventors of Superman. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, but So we're all familiar with uh, Monopoly for McDonald's. They still kind of do it now. Uh, I think they did it like maybe a year or two ago, even most recently. Uh, so it's, but it does not seem as humongous of a deal as it first was. Cause I do remember it being, I mean, absolutely huge, like a monster thing when it came out in the late nineties, early two thousands. I remember it, this really was a thing, uh, because those game pieces came in, uh, the Sunday paper, people's papers were getting stolen all the time just so people could snag these, these monopoly pieces. I remember yes. that being a big deal. Like, like, make sure you get up early enough to run out and grab your paper on Sunday, because if you didn't, somebody might have stolen it. Yes. Uh, which, the funny thing of that was, I don't know why I always knew this. But even when I was little, or when I was younger, I was probably high school age when it started, so I don't know why I'm acting like I was a complete <laughs> child. But uh, I already knew, like, I already had it in my mind that there's no way that you're going to win. They probably play this where like some certain pieces are very rare to get and very tough to get. And you're just more than likely not going to ever see them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'd already told myself. Yeah, me too. Uh, so I, I never went into it for that, but I was always, that's why I was always happy to get like things like a, uh, a free ice cream or something yep. of that nature. I always wanted the free breakfast sandwich, but McDonald's breakfast was always my favorite. Absolute favorite. Absolute favorite. Loved them. I'm trying to remember the last time I had McDonald's breakfast. Oh my god, it's been a stained man. Sausage egg and cheese biscuits, bacon egg and cheese croissant, or or what do you call it? English muffins, the McMuffins. Yeah, yes. Oh, they definitely have some good stuff. McGriddles, I mean, bro. Remember when McGriddles first came out and all those little injections of syrup in the little pancakes? Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> we're talking about McDonald's breakfast, right? That's what this show's about. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, and how odd it is. <laughs> But of course, McMillions, the the uh, show, we both highly recommend it. Go check it out if you can, if you got a chance to. It's about how when the McDonald's Monopoly game first started, you know, everybody kind of seemed like, hey, nobody's really winning these. And that's because a certain person who had access to where these pieces were made was making out like a bandit and stealing those pieces and basically either giving them to family or friends or selling them. Yeah. That's kind of how it got started. But the reason that I knew Chris would get into this show, and this is what I was telling Chris when I was trying to sell it to him to watch, was this thing goes far deeper than that. This even has like ties to the mob. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. And then it wasn't even just like, because sometimes you'll hear ties to the mob and you'll hear it's like uh, the Canadian mafia or, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and then, but this yeah, is the one nicest of, mafia of all time. <laughs> but this is actually one of the big five families of New York City, the Colombo family. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. So this was, it. this is a, uh, yeah, it's like Johnny says, this is a really well produced uh, docu-series. It's, it's got me hooked on docu-series now. Uh, and this story just blew me away, dude, blew me away. And every episode, it was just like, it was produced like it's a show, like it's a drama, dramatic, like p- procedural. It was insane. Yeah. And literally there's 
every episode there seems to be a new character introduced that you're just blown away that this is a real person. Right. And it ends with certain situations where you're like, are you serious? What? Yeah. So let's get yeah, into yeah. it. Tell the people about this this crazy story of the McMillian heist. Yeah, so basically, like I was just saying, this this man, do you remember his name? Yes, uh, Jerome Jacobson, Jerry Jacobson. Yes, Jerry Jacobson. Uh, he happened to work for the... Um, okay, so how this is breaks down is McDonald's themselves did not actually run the whole Monopoly thing. They actually used another company who they, I guess they outsourced this to, however you want to Yeah, it's to like say a that. subcontracting. Yes, yes. And this company is someone who does things like this. Like, they'll run little uh, things for other companies and such, but by far, McDonald's was their biggest client. And uh, so basically, they were, this company was in charge of getting these things printed and actually just pretty much running the whole show, basically. Yeah. Simon Marketing. There you go, yes, yeah, Simon Marketing. So that's who they used to do this. Uh, Jacobson worked for said marketing. Now he had an ins- he was security, right? Isn't that what he was? Yeah, and let's remember. So the thing about it was the printing. You know, the company that they used. The, do you remember the reason McDonald's picked them? It was because of the, their security. They had the best, right, yes. the tightest security there was. It was like you had to use key passes and and type in this code and do this. I mean, they might as well have done like eye retinal scans. You know what I mean? Like it was supposed yeah, to be. Yes. Top, top, top security because the idea is is they're gonna print these one, you know, the the tickets that will be millions or a lot of the giant prizes, and they needed to make sure that to to protect the integrity of the game that the place that was printing them number one was secure. But when it goes from the printing area to where they apply them to the products, that had to be secure as well. So like they right. it, it was like getting the marketing company with the security company all in one. Yes, uh, I mean it was so there. There was so much about security that if you just showed up, uh, I mean they had like I think they showed a picture of the actual building, and like there's like it's there's a fence surrounding it. You got to sign in to even drive into it, and then you got to sign in again once you actually get into the building. Uh, once you like all the actual game pieces and stuff, they actually secured those as well. Uh, so this was not something that you would think anybody would be able to just walk into and just take some game pieces, right? But that's kind of what happened yeah yeah <laughs> i mean this place was so secure that they did not find out how this guy did it for years even right. after he was caught they didn't know how he did this uh but uh, the fact of the matter is he was basically just walking in there and just kind of uh he got really lucky and somebody kind of handed him uh, i'm trying to remember exactly how this went i don't so what don't, it was is that there's if you remember um they print up this certain pieces and they get sealed in an envelope, right? And when right. it's got this security sticker and everything. And the idea that, is, is yes, he yes. takes it from this place in a briefcase that's locked. And it's one of these ones that has the number combinations on each side. And he has the code for the right side. And there's this woman that's part of the security company that has the combination for the left side. And the idea is, is he's supposed to take it to wherever the plant is where they redistribute these onto the products and you know say here's the thing they slide it open you can't tell what the stickers are because they're covered right and they're supposed to put these stickers on all the products and then kind of mix them throughout all the distribution you know areas and so they go off into the united states the world whatever um that's the way it's supposed to go do you remember how like he got it the first time how he got these things 
Didn't some didn't somehow he end up with some extra of those stickers? The security stickers? Yes. So they yeah. got delivered to him on accident instead of to the area that's the like the lady or something. So he ended right. up having this huge roll of stickers that you put on those envelopes. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, you just got those stickers because that's the security measure there. Uh, he can break the previous sticker that's already on the envelope or whatever, and then just put a fresh new one on there, and nobody will know the difference. Right. The only other thing is, is he would have to figure out the lady's code on on the other side of that that uh, right. briefcase and get away from her because she's not allowed to leave him. You know, he's not allowed to leave her sight. And they would travel like they flew together. They went from this city to the next one, um, and he would have this briefcase with the, the handcuffs tied to him and. Do you remember that he was at there there at the airport the first time he decided he was going to give this a try and said he had to go to the bathroom real fast and at first he's like hang on a second he's like it's just going to be quick he goes in the stall and opens it because at some point apparently he had been looking over her shoulder and memorized the code yes and that's how he did it got it put it in replaced him with you know just useless ones and then uh put a sticker on top of it and was right back out like he just took a turd and was good to go that's my morning ritual as well (laughs) go but dude that's like that's like that's like uh i mean it's 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 like spy stuff dude you know what i mean yeah it's it's insane the way he pulled that off yeah it really is and i mean people were thinking that he had like there was more than one person that was doing this on the inside yeah they were because they were trying to figure out how this was happening because it was so uh they had so much security on this how come? But, how come the people who sent the security stickers? I, I mean, I, I, I mean, we don't know. They didn't really delve into it. But I wonder what what happened to their business. Well, that's the thing too. The fallout from this whole thing was, uh, you know, Simon. That Simon company pretty much folded. Uh, the 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 other company that was kind of under them that they were using for this, they the lost all their business. Yeah, the printing. Yeah, yeah. they were like, done for. And that was like a little, like a little mom and pop kind of printing yeah. place that you know these were these people's livelihoods. Yeah. Yeah, so that all gets destroyed in this. Like it's all just they're they're just pretty much gone. And there's so many people's lives that are changed by this. Now, the reason that this is even brought to the FBI, yeah, that's is, great, is because the IRS of all things kind of reports it. And this one, um, there's like one FBI agent. I'm what's his name? It's oh, uh, I wish I could remember. Are you, it's you talking Doug? About- it's it's Doug something. Yeah, but but like apparently, I mean, you can really tell on this too. He's he's a character. <laughs> oh my god, he's got one of those faces that when he's laughing and smiling, it sounds like he should be going like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. he, he he clenches his teeth and he's got like he just bears. It's just the weirdest face. It's it's kind of a punchable face. <laughs> it makes me want to punch him. Yes, yeah, it is. But <laughs> but you're right. You're not wrong. You're sorry, not wrong. sorry, sorry. But he's kind of the uh, he's kind of the main FBI person that's that you talk to or that talks to you during this whole series. I mean, there's some other ones obviously, but he's definitely the one you remember the most. Uh, he, um, so it's kind of brought to his attention. This is all down in Florida. Yeah. Jacksonville, course. Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. This is all happening in Florida. And apparently this area of Florida for the FBI is not a real hot spot. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be like, if you're getting transferred there, uh, bring some books. Cause you got some time to kill. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But this comes across Doug's desk, and he decides to look into it, and it kind of takes off from there. And but at, fir- but at first, it seems like the FBI is sort of kind of like, ah, we don't know if we want to put some time into this because they didn't realize how actually big this was, which is really strange. Because if you just look 
at the winners and where they're from, they're all, especially at the beginning, before they got a little smarter about this, they're all kind of from Florida. Yeah, Florida and South Carolina, I think, was the other place. It was like more in the South. Yes. But all over. Yes. All over in the South. It was rare for anybody to be winning on the West Coast. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And nobody really paid attention to that for whatever reason. Like so Mc- McDonald's didn't even kick, like think of that. You know what I yeah. mean? That's the, the weird thing. Happened, and you got to realize when, by the time the FBI is involved, this is like the second or third time McDonald's is doing this game. Yeah. They'd already done it before and nobody said a word, uh, by the, you know, about this, you know, somebody even like all the winnings, all the big prizes right down to a Dodge Viper were basically fraud. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There was uh it, it there was no yeah, I think it's the, what 2001 was when it started. No, that's when it was discovered. Yeah. It, but it had been going on for good lord, when did it start? In the 90s, right? So it had been It was the late 90s, yeah. Yeah, and so it had been going on for maybe right after the first round of it. You know what I mean? Like it was immediate. Yeah, and it was a huge hit for McDonald's. They made buckets of money off of this thing. So I guess to them it was no water off their back. That's why they didn't really notice it at first. Yeah, they're not even paying attention. Like, oh, yeah. cool. Let's go back down to Florida. Another winner. I mean, even to the even to the effect that, uh, I, like St. Jude's, the charity, you know, the the, the children's charity hospital, uh, was actually sent a winning game piece for it was a lot of money. I don't remember how much it was. Um, but McDonald's was like, yeah, we'll just let that. Which I'm don't get me wrong, I'm glad they did. But yeah, it was the million. Yeah. I think he was the the million dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. I mean so these pieces are just flying everywhere, basically. It's, uh, but here's how Jacobson would would do it. Uh, he actually got in cahoots with what's the the Columbo family? What's the main guy that he was? Gennaro Jerry Columbo, right? Uncle Jerry, is that what they would call him? On here? actually, Jerome Jacobson was Uncle Jerry. That's right. That's right. Because I was trying a, to decide which one yeah, was uncle in the Jerry. mafia. Yeah. Calling somebody like that, you're an uncle is is a term of endearment, but also respect. Right. Like it's 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 showing you that you know I see you as above me, kind of a thing, and I'm giving you respect. Yeah. So basically, what they were doing was they would give these pieces to somebody, but that person had to give them money up front. Yeah. And then they would get a percentage of the the winnings as well. Something it, to that nature. They had to pay it was between fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars for the winning game piece. Yeah. And then cash it in. Then they would get five hundred thousand because, you know, the other five hundred thousand plus that extra hundred thousand you paid for the piece goes to so really you're only making four hundred thousand off of this, which and is you're still not even a lot making- of money. And you're not even making that though, because taxes will eat that alive. There you go. So technically, you're pull, probably pulling out what two hundred thousand. So you spent a yeah. hundred thousand dollars basically just to double it. Right. But yes, and the ones that are really making the money is, is the Jerry's. Yeah. Oh, the Jerry's <laughs> the, know what they're doing. Yeah, the Jerry's are the ones really truly making the money. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Um. It, it's it's pretty fascinating. Just this whole this whole world that you dive into because. Uh, Jerry gets married, right? This is the one Columbo. He, he, Columbo, right? Yeah. This because this one wife of his is very much stands out on this show as oh, well. Oh yeah, how about you? Remember that scene towards the end when she's on her high heels in the in the I think it's the park or something, the grass. Yes, <laughs> it just fell over, and I'm yes. and I'm thinking to myself, you know that these producers that made this, like they're just they're happy that that happened. They're leaving that. Oh in yeah, the film. it's they're, gold. It's pure gold right there. It's pure oh, gold. God. And later on, she's like, she just keeps sniffling and blowing her nose on like a dish rag. 
But she's also a tough character to decide if she's likable or not. At least she was for me. Uh, just because, I mean, I'm acting like she's a fake character, but a person. <laughs> because one minute I have sympathy for her, and then the next minute I'm like, yeah, she's uh, a... <laughs> she's a piece she's, of work. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of... She, I was very wishy-washy on her, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, but basically, uh, she's... But she's, but one thing you can say, she's pretty tough as nails. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, uh, she she basically says what she's thinking i i dare say that she's holding back when she talks she that would be my opinion from what i've seen yeah and she i mean let's think about this she's a she's an italian woman and she knows what she's doing she's marrying into a crime family right right she's well aware and she's fine with it and she's loving that life too the kind of money that jerry's bringing in right but of course uh you know jerry's not fortright with a lot of stuff uh he's (laughs) He may be seeing some ladies on the side. He's trying to <laughs> he's trying to start this uh, this gentleman's club. Yep. And all these and this gentleman's club story by itself is very fascinating. Because at one time he's wanting to he's trying to get around the city that's trying to block him from actually running this gentleman's club, and he tries to turn it into sort of a church gentleman's club. <laughs> it's so weird, dude. Where I guess the strippers are reading you Bible verses. I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> it's like Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> to be fair, I'd probably pay attention more. <laughs> but, but still, it's it, it's really strange. But that's what he's trying to do. And what's funny is that's him trying to go legit. <laughs> uh, you know, at one point they say that he's trying to go legit. He's trying to be a legit businessman. And mm. this is this is kind of what, what was happening. Uh, his brother... Uh, I and his wife, his brother and his brother's wife, to me were probably ones who also stood out. But they seemed like they really just cared about their brother. To yeah. me, that's how they mostly came off. They came off opinion. as very caring about Jerry, but also like they were very happy to kind of show you this is what the life is like. Like we're kind of yeah. su- we're kind of sopranos. They were very proud of this kind of. You know what I mean? Because he would he'd yeah. make these comments that were jokey, and he's like, you know, what? I, I don't know if you got that, but I was like, this dude loves that he can. He's a soprano type of a character. Yeah, I agree. But he, but they even say that their involvement with well, maybe they might just be saving face here. But <laughs> yeah. it's like but he their said involvement that, is like, very oh, minimal. On. Yeah, but you know, he knows <laughs> way like, more dude, than what he said. I was like, dude, you know, you're probably still running this scam, and you're laughing yeah. at the producers doing a film about your brother having done it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yes. Oh man, because because here's another spoiler alert here. Jerry, his brother, actually dies in a car accident. Yeah, or no, which I'm is crazy. Use the, word, use the word accident with quotation marks because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a, a curious situation involving his wife and he and he and their child. Uh, luckily, the child lives and she lives, but he dies in the hospital. Uh, but it's definitely comes down to like her family versus his family at one point. Mm-hmm. But this story keeps taking all kinds of changes. Uh, like you would think these two people would hate each other forever, but then at some point they become best friends. Uh, like that happens at one point on this show. Um, there's all kinds of so many weird, strange things. But basically, when Jerry dies, uh, they're trying to decide how we're going to keep this going because they don't want to stop it. Right. And that's where more characters enter here. And this one guy is like an older guy. He's got like white hair and uh, he's already kind of rich to start with. At least that's how he came off to me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and he was the ex-criminal, right? Like he was this dude who yeah. had had a, a past uh, doing criminal things. And he was. St- I love the way he tells this story. And you know what? He kind of reminds me of my, of Aaron's dad, uh, my father-in-law. <laughs> I'm serious. He kind of looks like him, and even like his mannerisms is this kind of like old, lanky, you know, really right. kind of happy-go-lucky, funny guy. And he, he was funny, dude. Um, but he talks about how out of the blue, you know, this Jerry Jacobson, a guy he had known in his past and was friends with, calls him up one day and is like, "Hey, what if I? I, I think I got something for you." And he's like, "Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm I need to steer straight. I don't need to, to go back to prison." And like two days later, he's like, "All right, so what is it?" <laughs> he's like, "The, the yeah. curiosity <laughs> got the best of him, and then he got involved." That's that guy in a nutshell. It's amazing. <laughs> He'll he'll try to say that he doesn't want to do this, but he really he really wants to do. This. My favorite thing is at the end they're like, you know, would you ever do it o- over again? He's like, he goes in an, in an instant, like with, yes. within a heartbeat, not a problem. Yeah, and this and keep in mind, this guy went to jail all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that guy, dude. I did too. I, did too. I wouldn't trust him with anything, but nope. I liked him <laughs> exactly. What do you need my bank account number for? Nah, you're not getting it. Yeah, but I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. Same, same. I'm on the same page with you on that. That's amazing. Uh, but basically, uh, by the time this this is done, there are so many people who the FBI can kind of go after for fraud, uh, including, of course, the main players we mentioned, but also just anybody who they kind of recruited into doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just different people, just on the fringes, uh, other family members, that type of deal. There was and, one guy. Do you remember the one guy was uh, brought into it, and they went to do it, and then all of a sudden he gets home, and his wife was taken off, and he like went to the yes. airport to to follow her, and he was going to stop her, and and uh, it was his sister. I thought his sister. Oh, was his sister? sister? Something yeah. like that. Because yeah. he because he and his wife went after her. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I saw also that Jerry Jacobson. So when he had to continue to get you know more people involved. It wasn't just the monopoly anymore. When they were started doing their other things, like the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game, uh, Win on the Spot, Disney game. There was all different kinds of games they started doing because yeah. monopoly they was even, so popular. They even had the, uh, apparently M and M's ran a whole thing where if you got a yep. certain color M and M, they even had that M and M. Yeah, remember that? He had it in yeah. a like a little thing in his freezer. A little, uh, it, it looked like one of those little plastic eggs that you get from a, a twenty five cent machine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the part that that's the part that fascinated me. Like we nobody had any any chance of winning any of these games. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So that was pretty funny. But yeah, so they had their hands on all kinds of different little pots, basically. Yeah. But the McDonald's one was by far the biggest one, and it's well that we know of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when it's all said and done, they pretty much have defrauded McDonald's of millions and millions of dollars. And of the people who, you know, like, I guess, McDonald's customers, too, technically. Uh, Here you go, dude. Real quick. Here's stats on that. Jacobson's Associates won almost all of the top prizes, including cash and cars, between 1995 and 2000, netting over $24 million. Wow. And growing uh, 21 indicted individuals. <laughs> wow. I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> By the end, 53 people were indicted, of whom 48 pled guilty. 46 and right. 46 in preacher. Think about how many people. But the thing is, is I guess 
a lot of those people, unless you were a criminal or you knew about criminal, like some of them were accepting it because they're like, holy crap, you really have it? And the idea was, you know, you're you're going to question where did you get the piece from and why are you selling it to me? Why are you not just getting a million yourself? But, I mean, technically, how did they know that it was it was stolen, you know? Right. Well, I... I think some of them definitely knew. They're just acting like they didn't. But maybe some are very ignorant to it. I mean, it's very much possible. Uh, I mean, the one that really stands out to me is that uh, the lady who was, I think she worked at the airport that he met. Yeah. And uh, he gave her the piece to win the 100000 Yep. But that's so little, and he had to pay her pay him so much up front mm-hmm. and so much of the percentage that by the time it was all said and done, she was going to owe more in taxes. Yeah. And, that she, and she didn't have the money. So... The other way that this works, too, is McDonald's uh, doesn't necessarily pay you all this in one lump sum. No, it's little by they, little. Yeah, they pay you in payments. But also, the way that, that the Jerry's were making bank off of this was they were not the ones paying tax on it. <laughs> no, no. Why would they? They're getting straight <laughs> yeah. profit, dude. Yeah. So I guess the only benefit is, uh, I know in Florida there's no state taxes, but there's still federal taxes down mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, and that's where they were coming and getting you. Yeah. Uh, but that's <laughs> so finally the the you know they actually the way the FBI does this they do a lot of uh well actually they convince McDonald's to run the monopoly game again mm-hmm. and they're basically setting all these people up and they do a they go undercover they even have one of the main I don't remember her name but that uh, one of the main marketing ladies from McDonald's was in on it too yeah uh there's all kinds of stuff that they were doing. They would they would even set up uh, video meetings where they would go to these. Oh, they uh, set up winners. Yeah, they set up this thing where they they were they were saying that they were going to gather all the winners to come out to Las Vegas for a reunion right. thing. And so what they would do is say that before we go, we're going to fly to where you live. We're going to set up. A, a, we're going to do a little promo video uh, of you saying what you, your winnings, how you remember winning it, and all that. And the funny thing was is during these live videos, some of these people are very uncomfortable because they can't remember the story. You know what I mean? It's yeah. been already so many years that they're like, oh, crap, what was it that I said, you know? Yeah. And But if it was something real, you would remember it because that's a yeah. life-changing thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, I remember that one poor lady who – she lived in Florida, but she had to say she <laughs> – she was in South Carolina, <laughs> and she'd won it in South Carolina. When oh, she had, good Lord. I actually felt really bad for her. Yeah, she uh, was kind of de- like she did it out of the desperation of really wanting pr- to provide right. for her son. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was. Uh, uh, she didn't have a lot to begin with. So um, that's another thing, too. They were sort of preying on when it when it wasn't their family. Because she was just, just her, for example, she was just a friend of one of the wives, I think. Yeah, Gennaro's wife. Yeah, so she was just a friend, and uh, so she's basically, to me, another victim. Yeah, well, there uh, were because, four. There were four that had theirs overturned, their convictions yeah. overturned, and I think maybe she got. Uh, she didn't get a, a big, big sentence. She got something, but she was able to go home. She didn't go to prison. Right. Yeah, she didn't go to jail. Uh, I think the jail time was mostly reserved for the big hitters. Yeah, the big uh, guys. The big, yeah, the big peeps. There, uh, most of the people got. Little jail time or, or or stuff like that. I know, like, I also felt that one guy, the one who had the, I think he was in South Carolina, the one who had the horses and everything, 
Yeah. You know, he kept seeing him on his farm and he liked to sing karaoke at the cowboy <laughs> bar and all that stuff. Yeah, he was uh, definitely not in the in the know at all. He was yeah, he thought he exactly. was he was getting the money to help a friend uh who was going through a divorce and the friend was right. saying, "Look, my wife will take all this. I need you to be the one that says you want it." Yeah, and he I think he said himself had just gone through a divorce. Yeah. So he's very sympath- you know, he had a lot of sympathy for this person who was also his friend. Uh, but basically, I think his friend really was aka, kind of trying to protect him in a way I by agree. not telling, but not telling him everything. I agree. Uh, so that really did kind of help him, though. Uh, you know, I, I do understand where, like, I, I think it would take a lot for me to forgive that person <laughs> for getting me involved with that. But at the end of the the show, spoiler alert, um, they're kind of a really close pals again. They're hanging out and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh. But yeah, uh, this whole story just twists and turns and twists and turns. We, we're not even scratching the surface. No, you got to watch uh, it. We don't want to give too much away. Like we don't want to break it, break too much down here. But it's so good. Yeah, it's it's quite good. Uh, we definitely recommend it. Uh, it's called McMillions. It's on HBO Max. It might be on Hulu. I could be wrong about that, but it's definitely on HBO Max. You can get like a week free trial, and there's a lot of really good documentaries on there anyway. Uh, I also recommend Going Clear. It's about Scientology. Uh, there's a, um, the what's that one we talked about? Um, the one that's still happening right now. Oh, uh, I'll be gone in the dark. That's a good yes, one too. Thank you. Golden yeah, that State one's Killer. Really good. Yeah, that one's uh, still happening. The new episode's coming out every week for that one. So it's we reckon. I think HBO Max. If you love documentaries like I do and like Chris does, it's it's at least worth. A week free. Yeah, <laughs> at there the you very go. Least. Take take it for yeah. a week and check this. At least check this right. out because it's a great docu series. Uh, I was going to say, if you if you're wondering how come you've you maybe you have heard of this, but it never got wide attention. It's because do you remember what what why they said no one paid attention? Because uh, the trial began on September 10th, 2001. Yes, yes, yes. Literally, as soon as the trial starts, we have that really national tragedy of 9-11 happens. Yeah. And understandably so, that that takes precedent over over the McDonald's thing. Yeah. I mean, understandably so. Easily. One of the things I saw here on uh, Wikipedia, the good old wikis, is in August 2018, 20th Century Fox announced plans for a film based on the Jacobson, Jacobson fraud with Ben Affleck then attached as director. Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese as writers and Matt Damon in an acting role. I bet you they'd have him playing that detective. He kind of looks like him in a way, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I, sort I, of? I bet he's he would play. He has to play the detective if he's yes. going to be. You know what I mean? I gotta yeah, see, I can see that. I hope they go through with it. You know what I mean? Because that was this is a cool story that I'd like to see in a movie form. It just begs to be a movie. It def- I think, yeah. The way this docuseries puts it out there, it literally feels like you're watching a movie. It's so, so good. And you're so, and these people, every single person from the printing press people to Gennaro's wife to the detective, they are legit characters, man. They are characters out of a book. I'm serious. It's crazy. You would think they're fake, honestly. You would think Seriously. they're not who they are. You would think this is a whole work of fiction if you just based it on the people involved in it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's good, man. It is odd, though. It's an odd, odd story because it was one of those things where we all remember that if you were alive at that time. Monopoly was the game, you know, when it first came out and, and you were so excited to get your pieces. And we all had that sneaking suspicion because you'd fill your board except for every single color, you know, color scheme was missing one. 
And you yes. thought to yourself, oh, they just don't make them or they make them so limited that it's going to be impossible to ever come across one. But that didn't stop you from trying, right? You you always right. ordered the much larger fries just to get the stickers or the supersized drink just to get the stickers. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely <laughs> did that. Plus, I really liked the fries. So it was yeah. a, a win-win for me. It was always win-win uh, for me because everything you got from breakfast had it. The breakfast sandwich wrapper had yeah. it. The, the uh, what was it? The potatoes. What do you call them? The... Uh, Oh, they call them something else because it's it's uh, like one giant. <laughs> I forgot. Why can't I think of what that thing is called right now? I don't, potato yeah, I don't that comes about. with your breakfast. A hash brown or something like that. Hash brown. Thank you. Good yeah. Lord. I'm done. Yes. <laughs> and that's the show, folks. Bye. <laughs> uh, but this time we mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to That's Odd. We very much appreciate it. Stay tuned for more on this feed. We're going to give you more history creeps. We're going to give you a new show. Even Ooh. there's even uh, there's even another show with uh, Chris and his wife that's very very good. Yes, yes, uh, yes. All on this feed. So we are going to give you the creepy as much as we possibly can. Thank you for sticking with us. Let's hope and pray uh, to the gods to Zeus himself that this microphone's working out just great and I'm sounding awesome. Uh, fingers crossed. But thank you for listening for Chris. I'm Johnny, and as always, we invite you to stay odd.